This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Yeah, we made it. You just talking. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Lights, camera, action. Hello world, welcome into Moneyline on a beautiful Sunday morning and we are hyped because I guess there's news to get to. But first, my man, my partner in grind at Josh Jordan 975, which is where you can find him on Twitter. Josh Jordan. What's going on, Jerry? Quite an eventful weekend, to say the least. Am I right? Not what I expected. No. Not what I was thinking. Not what I was hoping. But we'll get to that. But today, we have a special, special producer here keeping us in line for the next two hours, dropping the jams. Hello, ladies. At Juggalo Juggalo Trey 23 is where you can find him on Twitter. Trey. What's up, guys? It's uh, Trey here. How do you uh, how do you feel making your money line debut today? I'm pretty confident. Um, I didn't get any sleep last night. I've been up since two p or like eleven p.m. yesterday, but I'm doing all right. So N- no sleep, good. no days off. In the words of Bill Belichick, no doubt about it, man. We're glad to have you, Trey. It's been a while, man. Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you too, Josh. Um, looking forward to hearing all the fantasy uh, musings. Rest in peace to Andrew Luck. <laughs> That's the spot to get in if you want to talk anything fantasy. If you have anything to say about, uh, I guess, some injuries on the Texan side that we're going to get to. We're going to get into specifics. We're going to get into what it means uh, or the retirement of Andrew Luck. We're going to get into that as well. There's plenty to speak about here, but we had our own draft this week. We did. We went out to Twin Peaks on Friday. We had the Moneyline draft there. It went well. Man, I really like my squad. It was really cool hanging out with everybody, all the listeners. Really cool group of guys. We, we had a really good time, man. 36 shots later. <laughs> yes. 36 shots later, we were taking shots like it was nobody's business, but we had a great time. And I guess I like my team, and I want to get into specifics of that now, too, because I was in the fifth spot, right? Yeah. And with the way this year's drafts are breaking down, that points you sometimes to Zeke Elliott. And we'll get into exactly what to do there because if you start off with a question mark in your first with your first pick, uh, how does it fall behind there? And that's what happened to me. So once again, seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. If your draft is upcoming, we've got a plenty plenty of information to get you ready because it's that time. It is that time. If if you want to, I've I've done three of my mock my mocks. I did one from the number one spot overall draft in there. I did one drafting from pick number seven. And then I did one picking from pick number 12. So if you want to go check that out, I wrote out basically what you can expect when you draft in those spots and what your team will look like eventually. And I kind of ran through who was there, who I considered, who I ended up taking. So if you go to Sports Map or uh, at ESPN 97.5, 
uh, at SportsMapHOU. It's, it's also on my Twitter as well. Everything's in there. Also with my PPR rankings, I'm doing those for SportsMap this year. I still have to update those. I haven't made the update since all the news that broke yesterday. So keep that in mind. I'll do that a little later today. But, uh, man, it's that time of year. It's It's been really fun. I think from doing all the different mocks, I kind of like picking around pick number 12. I feel like you can get two really good starters there. And I was talking to Jerry. He was at pick five, right? It's hard to get a receiver you really love in the second round. You, you know, by the time it gets all the way back to you in the second round, a lot of those receivers are gone. So, Jerry, that's something he had to deal with when building his team. And when you do something like that, then when you come back, you have to say, I need something solid here. Right. I don't know what's going to happen yeah. with Zeke. So you got to make sure you get something, somebody, and I hate to use that. I hate the term ceiling and floor. Sure. But you have to make sure that the floor on the next guy is is there. You know what I mean? Because sure. you can't be gambling with your first two picks. And, and then from there, I ended up having to think, okay, if I got, if I took a chance on Zeke, which it very well it could pan out, that he end, he could be the RB1. He could be Absolutely. the top guy. Came back with Dalvin Cook. And then after that, I said that the tiers of wide receivers that were left, it was that, or do I need to make sure that I can get a guy that can lead at his position like George here, Kittle, Kittle? <laughs> and so, that's who you took. Yeah, and I had to take him there just thinking, I need the highest upside here. And this third pick, I need, I, already, I, I could have for sure with Zeke if he comes back. If not, Cook has got a good floor. And then now we're looking for a highest upside possible, and that's what I went there. So not to say it worked out right and. To be honest, I don't want that fifth pick. I'd rather have more like the eighth or ninth. Yeah, no, no doubt. And even at 12, what I like to do is I like to get a running back I really like and a receiver I really like. You can also double down. A lot of people are just taking two elite receivers right there. So, you know, maybe you take Juju and Odell Beckham or something like that. But I, I like to have a little bit of balance on my team. So a guy I've been really targeting is, is Nick Chubb and Le'Veon Bell late in the first round. And then I get one of those elite receivers, whether it's Juju or Tyreek Hill or Odell Beckham. I think that's a good start. So how did yours go? Uh, What pick did you have and how did it go? I think I was at like pick eight. And I did just basically like I laid it out. I ended up taking Nick Chubb first because I knew one of those receivers would get back to me. So I took Juju Smith-Schuster there with my second pick. So I think that was a pretty good start to my team. And I was pretty happy with it. Uh, yeah, so once again, if you got a question, you're getting out there. And also, I know we got some listeners from out of town saying, when are we going to get in that league? So what happened there is we have, we're right in the middle. Do we need to start a local league only? Because we have quite a few online guys. If you're listening on, out there right now and you're not from Houston, we got a league specifically for you. But we might end up combining it and make it like a 14-teamer and making yeah. it just wild because we have about seven or eight locals, and I'm not sure if that's going to be enough. But if you want to get in on the Fantasy Football League, uh, 713-780-3776, we'll add you. Yeah, and you can also just hit us up on Twitter at Moneyline975. Just send us a message, and, and we'll get you signed up. But, yeah, I think we'll definitely do an online league, and and that might be it. What did we do, three or four last year? I mean, it was a lot. So. We did three, three. And, and we don't mind it. If if we get the people, if y'all call in today and we fill it, then we'll – I mean, I don't mind going out to St. Arnold's. It was a good time, and sure. we'll do that again. Uh, I don't know if we'll have 30-something shots again like the other <laughs> night, but uh, we'll get out there and we'll draft again. But it's 713-780-3776, we're getting down to the, to the end here. And while we're talking about drafts, what do you think about guy that was drafting last night? Say the draft started at five six. Andrew Luck, you take him oh. confidently, and then that news breaks. How did that? How does that guy feel? Man, that is rough. N- nobody saw this coming. I mean, I'm just shocked. How about you? I had to check it. The day and age we live in now. 
I thought it was a parody account, I, and but then Me I said, too. okay, okay, it's 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 Chef. Yeah. So then you start asking yourself. You questioned it, right? You had to. You like I did. Somebody had to have gotten a hold of this phone. You're like, no way, though, Chef. There's no way. And then you stall the 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 just a pyramid of things just start yes. building up, and people saying. But all of a sudden, people were saying that some people in the in in that organization saw this coming months ago. That's crazy, but it makes sense, right? When they held out Jacoby Brissett, they didn't play him. You know, so that kind of told you, like, wow, they don't want to risk him. They must not feel like Luck's going to be ready to go to start the season. So that should have been our first sign. But in the big picture, the first sign, man, he hasn't practiced since, like, May. You know, he's been out for months and months and months. So it's just he's so young to retire this early, and I'm just I'm shocked. But it sends a ripple effect, right, with what do you do with T.Y. Hilton? What do you do with Marlon Mack? And we what do you do with Eric yeah. Ebron? It, it's yeah. so much, and we're going to get into specifics of that as well. But as far as just from a, a standpoint and a fan of football, everyone teach their own, man. Everyone's situation is different. And I see a lot of people like Doug Gottlieb, for example. He went out there and he put a, taste, uh, a tasteless tweet. You know, someone else in town did it, and I'm not even going to give him no shine. Yeah. Tasteless tweet to go delete it. And we don't know what position he was in. It was different when we were talking about Antonio Brown talking about he'll retire if he doesn't get his helmet right. But Andrew Luck is one of the good guys in the league. And if he's saying that it was affecting him in that way, then who are we as fans to say, uh, be greedy and say, man, we needed you for more. Hey, if that was the steps, he left He left money on the table. He knows that. Yeah. He's got money, though, but he left a lot on the table. And he said, if I can't give this game 100, that should be the thought of a lot of people. If I can't give this game 100, there's people out there right now collecting big checks that don't get 100 no more. He said, no if doubt. I can't give it 100%, then it's, I can't do it. And it's affecting me, and it's a rip. It's I'm with you, Andrew Luck, and anybody. Uh, they booed him yesterday. Come on. They did. But, you know, it probably you don't like being in rehab every day and having to rehab an injury over and over for years straight. You know, and if that's what he wants to do, you know, so be it. Do you... Uh, do you uh, have him in any leagues? No. And, you know, I have a keeper league where I was considering keeping T.Y. Hilton, but now not even thinking about it anymore. I'm, I think T.Y. Hilton's a guy that, you know, a number three receiver, maybe a flex now. I'm, I'm not excited about him anymore. So, and I, and I don't have luck. I had him at number four in my QB rankings, and I put a caveat in my rankings. I put if he's good to go for week one, he's number four. But I had him at like seven or eight because I wasn't sure if he'd be ready. So, this changes everything, but and we'll get to this on the other side. How are you liking these Houston Texans in this division now? That, as far as futures, we put on this song because it's RIP to my futures bet because, unfortunately, they're not going to give my money back. Nope. And I was buying them at 12-1. to 1. They are now 30-1. to 1. They dropped. And from 9.5 wins to 6.5 wins. So, rest in peace to my futures bet. Ugh. Rest in peace to my Andrew Luck on my team that I that I had drafted extra early this year. But hey, that's what you get. So, in the in the in the in the words of uh, La Bamba, <laughs> not my lucky. <laughs> You're listening to Moneyline ESPN ninety seven five. ESPN ninety seven five. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone It's not warm when she's away 
You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline 713-780-3776. At Moneyline 97.5 is where you can find us on Twitter. My man Trey Campbell, Josh Jordan, Jerry Bowe knows with the Z, it is back we're in here and we want to talk about the big news that broke last night. We, we already talked about it in the first segment. Andrew Luck stepping away from the game, early age. We talked about what it means off the field, let, let the man live, whatever his decision. He's one of the good guys in the NFL. But for us fantasy people, us gamblers, what does that mean on the field? And what was your first reactions? Man, th- this is tough. And if, if you've already drafted Andrew Luck, then you got to go find a quarterback. I mean, it's that simple. So there are some good options out there. Some guys that I believe like Kyler Murray is only owned in about 50% of leagues. So you might be able to go pick him up. Jimmy Garoppolo looked a little better over the weekend. So I feel a little more confident in him. You can probably pick up Jimmy Garoppolo off waivers. So there's options out there if you know if you need somebody. I believe I think Matt Stafford, he's he's available in a lot of leagues. And you want to look for guys that have, you know, nice matchups early in the season. So I think Stafford's got like the Cardinals week one. I don't think their defense is going to be very good. So th- there's guys you can go pick up and you'll be okay because let, let's face it, there's so many good quarterbacks this year that you can go pick somebody off waivers or or maybe you make a trade for somebody. It, you know, it, if it's somebody's second quarterback, maybe you could get like Dak Prescott. And I know Trey's a big Cowboys fan. So, you know, Dak Prescott, he might be pretty good this year. That might be somebody you could get. 63% completion rating. There you go. So th- there's options out there. He was ready for that he one. He was. He's ready. He knows his Cowboys. So, you know, that's somebody you could pick up. And, hey, obviously Dallas looked pretty good yesterday. I guess we'll get into that, too. The, you know, the, the actual game, the Lamar Miller injury. Man, Texans... <laughs> They didn't even score a point yesterday. David Nuno, uh, my man, he he had the best tweet, and he said, this is probably my least favorite preseason game of all time. One after another like that, and you just say, get everyone off the field now. Like, let's just stop the game. And and it goes back to something that's been coming up a lot lately, and it's, what do we get out this preseason? What do we get? What do they get? Ticket sales? Yeah. Yeah. Is there another way to generate some more revenue? Yeah, they got to be a way. Uh, joint practices might be the option now to go with because the more that this happens, the more teams are going to be reluctant to run anybody out there. You see the Rams don't do it. The Bears don't do it. And you're out there running the backups to the backups to the backups to the cousins of the backups. You know what I mean? And at this point, it's time to hit the eject button on this preseason. And I hate to say it because football is a, is, a, is such a – anything – an injury can happen on any given play, even a, a, yeah. a basic run play, anything, even being out of the play. You saw that. Yeah. Not even being in the – somebody hits you from behind and there you go. It can happen on any play, but just to put yourself out there in a preseason game and have it happen like that, it leaves a sour taste in your mouth. It does, and, you know, it's – guys that gamble and fantasy football guys like we like the preseason to get an idea of what somebody's role is going to be and how the rookies look and all that kind of stuff but they're just not playing these guys so i'm not getting a whole lot out of the preseason you know maybe this weekend we saw a little bit you know i feel better about guys like damian williams and dalvin cook you know we saw them make some plays so we feel good about them but i mean this is crushing for the Texans you know we need to get into this Lamar Miller injury you know if you missed it torn ACL he's out for the year this was the last year of his contract so I can't imagine they're going to bring him back 
you know, thank God they traded for Duke Johnson. I I liked the move, but I felt like they gave up too much for him. But now <laughs> they're going to need him. He's going to have to play a lot. So let's talk about that a little bit with, with Duke Johnson. And I think the Texans are going to end up picking somebody up, whether it's somebody like Carlos Hyde that gets cut by the Chiefs. I like that. Yeah, that would make some sense because you're going to use Duke Johnson a lot on passing downs. Jerry and I were talking before the show. I think somewhere around 200 touches is what I think the Texans might might use Duke Johnson for, which about 50 catches, maybe 150 carries. You know, in fantasy drafts, I think you need to start considering, you know, moving Duke up a little bit. Now, I'm, you know, I'm thinking fifth or sixth round. I just think somebody else is going to come in and share the workload with him. So I'm not going to go too crazy and take him in the third or fourth round because we just we don't know what his role is going to be. I, I think another thing to consider is is maybe we move up to Sean Watson a little bit. Maybe they throw the ball a little more this year with no Lamar Miller. What do you think about that? Definitely more more is going to be on his shoulders yeah. for sure, but. I like Duke Johnson going forward now. We saw that he had – a lot of people know that, okay, yeah, he's probably arguably the best third-down catching back in the league. Yeah. But he can also run. He has a good yards per carry average. Now, can he uh, sustain – I'm not asking 20 carries, but 18. Let's And I, and it's tough. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. That's a lot. But, That's uh, a lot. But for him to go – because for some reason, people are throwing him in the – Third, like that third round, beginning of the fourth, and for him to do that, you need about eighteen carries at least. Yeah, but you see people like Kamara shine, and I'm not, by no means the guy out there's like, man, I'm turning this off. Yeah, know, comparing him to Kamara, <laughs> I'm just saying guys that that are catching backs that 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 have to run the ball now, and yep. you'll see Kamara have to run the ball now more. If you have him out there and you drafted him already before this news, you're feeling you're feeling real confident oh, yeah. now. You're plugging him in with pride. And let's be clear here. His value is a lot higher in a PPR league, right? Yeah. Duke Johnson. I mean, if it's not a PPR league, I don't think he takes a huge uptick in production. But in PPR, you know, he'll probably catch 50 balls. You know, if he gets a thousand total yards and maybe six touchdowns, that's you take that. That's a pretty good year. But I think they're and it also to go to sports map. Cody Stutes did a nice piece just kind of on what the Texans options might be as far as, you know, running back. And he talked about maybe Frank Gore gets cut off the bills because they have a lot of running backs. Frank Gore is like I know his right? uncle. <laughs> he's like Lamar Miller's uncle. Yeah. They look at and he's that old school uncle like, yeah, I'll play for you. Yep. I'll watch back. Both Miami Hurricanes, and Lamar Miller was a Miami Hurricane, so that would actually make sense. It seems like the Texans like those guys. And Say what you want about Frank Gore, but everywhere he goes, the coaches obviously trust him and love him because he plays. He gets on the field. They use him. So I think that could be you know somebody they target. That would make some sense. Lamar, Vanilla Miller. Yeah. <laughs> we got to put that to rest, but Frank Gore is pretty vanilla himself, but you know what you get. You do. He's... You know, he's a guy that's consistent. You can trust him. He's good on he's good at protecting the passer. We know the Texans value that a lot is making sure they can they can protect Deshaun Watson on passing downs. You know you can trust Frank uh, Frank Gore to do that. So he's a guy that would make a lot of sense. So and uh let's see uh Ajayi's out there, right? Like he's I don't even think he's yeah, on the team. He could stay out there for yeah. all I care though. But I know and this is another one that's been coming up, but Melvin Gordon, is this a time to make the move for the Texans? Here's what's interesting is, you know, I saw in pro football talk that John McClain saying he thinks they already have a deal in place for Clowney. It's just they can't make it happen until he signs that franchise tag. And then I also saw that Michael Lombardi is saying it might be for a receiver, which 
that is crazy to me. Like I thought it would make sense to maybe get Laramie Tunzel from the from the Dolphins. That would make a lot of sense. Upgrade your offensive line and and trade Clowney. So that's what I would like to see them do. But if it's for a receiver, man, look, I get it. It's hard to trust Will Fuller being healthy, right? But I feel like the Texans have much bigger needs. Uh, and I don't think it's going to be for a running back. I just I think I think they'll just kind of figure it out at running back, but I really do think that the left tackle, they, they got to do something there. You know, Khalil didn't play again, and who knows how healthy he'll be. So I'm still worried about that offensive line. And the scare with Clowney is if they don't sign him here first and then move him, if a team doesn't have no guarantees outside of this year, if they did right. trade for him. So it's not exactly easy. People are out there thinking it's just a plug in here, let's trade here. This isn't a video game or anything, a fantasy draft uh, uh, or a fantasy trade. This is real life. Yeah. And he's got the upper hand in that in that sense of if he next year he would get that 20% increase. So that's big coming. Say he gets put on as a defensive end because he's fighting that. Yeah. That's 20.5 mil in 2020. He, the problem they said with the Dolphins, that, that move that supposedly was going to happen, in, and I believe it in yeah. some case, they said because he wasn't willing to sign long-term. So teams are, what's 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 the benefit for the other team if they only get a one-year rental from this guy and not anything guaranteed? So it's a tough, tough, it's a tough trade to sell to someone to saying, hey, let's make a deal right now because people are easy to say, hey, clowning for Gordon right now. That's and not no. e- that easy. It's not. And do you want to – Gordon wants a huge contract. Yeah. You know, you don't want to have to pay a running back that kind of money. That's why the Chargers aren't doing it. And I don't see the Texans doing it either. And, by the way, Duke Johnson actually makes a lot of money. He's not on his rookie deal. He's making like $5 million a year. Like That's one of the reasons I didn't love what the Texans gave up for Duke Johnson because he has a pretty big contract, especially for somebody that's essentially a, a pass-catching running back, like a third down back. Of course, he's going to have to do a lot more than that now. At least it looks like it. Yeah, it's it's interesting of what's going to happen here because someone's got to come in there and 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 help out in that backfield. But who? Like what you mentioned, Hyde. I yeah. like Hyde. There's there's serviceable backs out there, but to have it happen this late, yeah, that's what's that's what hurts. And Alfred t- Blue reunion. Oh man, I, I mean he's. I think he's going to make that roster. So I, I don't even think he's an option and. This is going to be tough because it's late in the year. And we know the Texans, they're known to have a, you know, Bill O'Brien's playbook is kind of difficult to pick up. So you're going to grab some guy and he's going to have to learn it in a week or two. And you're going to trust that guy to protect Deshaun Watson. That's a scary thought. What's scary is all these bets that we've been hitting and we're going to rip it open this Sunday morning. We're going to kick some bookie butt. I'm telling you right now, 713-780-3776. I'm going to be dropping some plays coming up here. Not just one or two how we usually do it. I'm going to drop about four or five throughout this show. We're going to make some money. We're going to do it together here on Moneyline ESPN 97.5. To get the latest and best content on where to go, what to do, where to eat, and where to drink, go to culturemap.com. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline, 713-780-3776. That's the spot. 
at Moneyline975. That's the jam. Trey Campbell, Josh Jordan, and your man Jerry Bo knows trying to dissect what it means going forward with the Andrew Luck news. And that's what we're here for. What does it do for T.Y. Hilton? Man, he's a guy that I would have had him as a number two receiver until this weekend. Now he's a guy, he's a he's a number three receiver, maybe a flex. You know, he was going in the third, fourth round. Now I wouldn't touch him until like the sixth round, something like like I think he's kind of in that Will Fuller area now to where he's he's in those mid rounds. Uh, a guy like Curtis Samuel, I, I would rather have Curtis Samuel now. So I, I just I'm not that interested in him. I don't love uh, Brissett. I think Marlon Mack's a guy that you have to lower your expectations with as well. You know, he was a guy, you know, going in the mid-rounds. I think, you know, for me, I'd maybe take him in the, the fifth, sixth round, something like that. Is Brissett draftable? If we look back at Ugh. 2017, 16-game sample, he was the 24th overall fantasy quarterback. Four rushing touchdowns, uh, a 13-7 touchdown interception ratio, but... Is he the same guy? We know that that was on limited time. And right. not to say that he's he's worlds better than he is then, but he's got to be somewhat better. They trust him. We've and, seen that. And he knows the playbook a lot better. Remember, he's they got him in, what, the preseason, and he had to learn that playbook on the fly. You know, he's had some time to learn the system now, so he should be more comfortable. And he's got good weapons and a great offensive line. So, you know, he does have some things around him, but... Man, I'm not touching him. There are so many good quarterbacks. Even before this happened, there were like 25 quarterbacks I was I was okay with being my starter. So it's just so saturated. You know, you don't have to play Brissett, you know, unless you're in like a 20 team league or something like that. Do you see him? Oh, sorry, Jay. Go ahead. Uh, do you see Brissett kind of being the stopgap for the next two years and they kind of tank and get Lawrence? That's interesting. What they are going to do is they're going to find out what they have with him. Yeah, and I don't can't see them tanking because before even all this happened, there was a lot of articles that would come out. What's the best? Who who's got the best backup in the league? You know, and percent yeah. was coming up there. Yeah, you can't really tank whenever you have a, a good team. We know that's why people gave the Colts a chance this year, not just because Andrew Luck, because they have a full team. Yeah, that they have a lot of pieces in place there. And by no, no, they they're here to fight. And that team's going to go. But are they anywhere close to where they were going to be? I don't think that offense, that offensive line, everything was in place for them. And that's why at a 12 to 1 ticket, it was a great bet. You see how much Vegas thinks of him now, 30 to 1. And as far as T.Y. Hilton, that year, 2017, he played all 16 games. He ended as the wide receiver 25, right? 25th overall. And if you look at that, 10 out of those 16 weeks, he was the 45th wide receiver weekly or worse. Ugh. That means he just had a few spots where he blew it up. He only had four receiving touchdowns that year. Ugh. And that's that's what you worry about, right, in fantasy. You're not going to know which week to start him. So he could kill you almost every week, and then you finally bench him, and then he blows up. So, you know, he's just going to be a real boomer bust kind of guy. I'm I'm not really looking to draft him. What do we think, like, win-wise for the Colts this year? Like, maybe six wins? It dropped like to that? six and a half is in it, Vegas. Is that the number? Okay. They lost three They lost three, uh, three losses. So they went from nine and a half to six and a half. And it was funny because some of the books didn't catch on fast enough. So there was a guy out in Atlantic City, and he, he had, like, $1,300 worth of small bets he put on the – and it was still at nine and a half. So he was pounding the under. Then the news broke, and they still didn't take it down really? for like 20 minutes. So he was sitting there hitting as much as he could without putting red flags up. If you're going down there and let me get $1 million. They're <laughs> like, hold on, wait a minute, what's going on here? But uh, not that they would take that much either way. But uh, 
he took advantage of the system. Remember yeah. when the Game of Thrones? Uh, yeah, that 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 one episode came out and the books didn't take it down and people killed it. You know what's funny is the, the books were probably looking at that Adam Schefter tweet just like us. Like, is this a verified account? Is this real? You yeah. know, it probably took them a few minutes to make sure it was legitimate. And we spoke about la- we spoke last week. We were predicting that why would if if something is going on with Luck, why would they risk him week one? And we knew that spread was around three, and we classify Andrew Luck as a tier two player, which means he's worth about six to six seven and a half points. He's he's a big time player, especially yeah. on that team that quarterback position now if you would if you would have bet it last week if you'd have listened to you guys because we said at, at worst case scenario they're giving you a best case scenario with him being in pretty much don't get me wrong it might move a half point off that key number of three three and a half whatever it would be two and a half but now six six and a half now you got a spread of nine eight and a half week one when you when you could have caught it the other way so it's always look ahead but of course, Jerry, we can't predict that he was going to sure. retire. But, yeah, we can predict that. Why would they risk him week one and something was fishy? And that was something that we saw. And that's what you look for, fishy lines and try to be ahead of the beat. And, I mean, that's a tough matchup. They open with the Chargers, right? Yeah. and that, Yeah. Now it's a nine. Now you can get eight and a half, nine points, somewhere around there. And it's gravitating. But to have it right around two and a half, three, you see the jump now. And we predict same thing with last week we spoke about. Was there value in the odds for the Texans to win that division? And we said, with luck in, I would give them about a 30% chance, yeah. right? And that would be a plus 300. Say some people had a 25 to 30 range. So let's do it 30% plus 300. But some books were paying plus 420, 425. You were getting plus 125 then. Now you have to think that they are... I would think fifty percent. Yeah, you have to be and not to not to write off Jacksonville. I'm, I'm that's the curious. only team I'm worried about. Yeah, and I'm curious, but we know what DeFilippo has has been. He, he likes to throw. Yeah. So Foles is there. Who's he going to throw to? We'll talk about D.D. Westbrook because that's somebody's yeah. interesting. But I'm I got to see it right now. The Texans are the, have to be the front runners for that. Now the odds changed, and we spoke about it last week. Go back and catch us out at podcast arena yeah and you can see that we were a little bit ahead of it saying you're at least getting plus 125 150 of value at three to one now they're going to be favored this is crazy and what a roller coaster for bill o'brien over the last day and a half right you know he had to be the lowest of the low after after lamar miller tears his acl you know you're starting running backs out for the year and then you find out that Andrew Luck retired? I mean, he's got to be throwing a party today. Yeah, but it's – it's a, and he's a Houston guy. It just hurts. You know it what it I mean? does. Like, but, I mean, and this is not just for this year. I mean, this is like Peyton Manning moving on. Yeah. He's out of your division now. And by no means people are saying, man, there's no there's no hearts right now in football. This sure. Is, and, you know, I'm all about that. Just But it, just, it was like a, a sick news. And this is what it sounded like for Bill O'Brien. I just heard that, John, so I really don't want to comment on that until I... Okay, I'm sorry. I just... I haven't seen it for myself. I believe you, believe me, but I don't really want to... You know, I I have great respect for Andrew Luck and uh, how he's played and how he plays the game, and I'll just... Maybe I'll comment on that next time I see you guys. See, he didn't believe it either. (laughs) You know, like... I mean, who can believe that? Like, I literally had to think, what happened here? This isn't Chef, and it's Chef, and you just start digging and digging and digging, and it happened to be true. It's... Is that one of the most surprising sports news that you've ever witnessed? It's got to be. I mean, because we really didn't believe it. This is. I mean, this is shocking. 
And this is huge for the Texans. Now you have Deshaun Watson in his prime. Looks like you're building up a little bit of an offensive line around him. You know, you, you got D-Hop locked up. And Andrew Luck is gone. Tennessee looks terrible. I don't even think Mariota's going to be there next year. I just don't. When he came out, I thought he'd be good, but it just hasn't hasn't turned out that way. You know, we'll see what happens with Foles, but you know, Jalen Ramsey will probably be gone. You know, he's a free agent, I think, after this year, and I think he's going to just take max money. So I don't think he'll be back with the Jags. This sets up perfectly for the Texans over the next two or three years. They should be the favorites to win the division for the next like three years, as long as Deshaun Watson is here. And even if the Colts luck into another luck, ha, ha, ha. I mean, but they have gotten really lucky, right? They go from Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck. So maybe they get lucky again and they get another top-tier quarterback, but that guy's going to take a year or two to you know develop. So this is a perfect window for the Texans to capitalize. Right when you thought the NBA was king of dropping this offseason yeah. news with George, then the preseason football comes out and they punch you right in the head and – this has got to, This is more drastic than when you heard Paul George when because that was another one to me that yeah. I said, "Hold on, let me check this." And you went to a couple sources, and yeah, Paul George was going to the Clippers on this one. It was the same thing, and yeah, Andrew Luck is stepping away from the game. This is unbelievable, and I don't know if I sensed a Texan season coming on where people were so underwhelmed and not really interested in the team. You know, it was just a, a disaster of an offseason, right, with all the, the GM stuff with the Texans and, I mean, you know, missing out on, on getting that tackle in the draft by one pick. You know, like everything went wrong this offseason basically for the Texans. Kiki QT gets hurt early. But now, like, Texans fans should be excited. You know, everybody was kind of down, like, I don't even know if I want to watch them that much this year. Now, they're going to win the division. Uh, on record right now, they're going to win this division. I'll put my name on it. Put your name on yeah. it. Uh, the odds have ran away from you. They were there last week at 4-1. to one. I doubt they'll be anywhere close to that. But, yeah, I'm with you on that. Texans, it, but again, let's remember that the Texans have the hardest schedule, yeah. one, one of the hardest schedule, depending on what metrics you use, and that's something that they're going to have to deal with. It wasn't, it's not like they, w- w- their gain and their loss last night, it's pretty much, it, it might just break out even here because Lamar Miller's a big piece. He is, but I think if there's any position in football that you can replace somewhat easily, it's running back, man. And, and you know that because you don't have to learn as much to be able to go out and play running back. That's why we see rookies come in and, and you know, succeed right from the beginning because, you know, it's, hey, go run. Don't get hit. But what do you, you know? make of them playing musical chairs at the offensive line? I think eventually they're going to they're gonna get that mix that they like. I think Khalil, it's just precautionary right now. I think he'll be the guy. Now, I'm not going to say he's going to last. And we know with Henderson, he got hurt early last year too. But I think they have a lot of depth, and I think they'll be okay. I don't think they'll be good, but I think they'll be a little better on the offensive line than they were last year. And – you know, Deshaun's a guy that can move around and extend play. So if anybody can cover for a substandard offensive line, it's Deshaun Watson. And I want to talk about that offensive line because a lot of people say, man, what was it that killed Andrew Luck? Where did all these injuries come? Because now they have that strong offensive line, but they've built that over the last yeah. few years. But if you got to go back to Ryan Grigson, and he's the one that did this, and Warren Sharp, uh, Warren Sharp had some really, really good stats. And, he, you know, he was pressured 16 times per game under when Grigson was over there in Indianapolis. That was the most in the NFL. He was hit the most out of any quarterback. So it was years and years of punishment 
from 2012 2015 Grigson he only drafted three offensive linemen before round seven out in Indianapolis now they're taking them all the time you see them they got big Quentin Nelson they took their chance in a quarterback heavy draft they went out and got a big boy to protect their golden boy which is not there no more if you look then before the round seven they only drafted three in those three years they didn't put any emphasis on it they didn't care to protect him they didn't think about it and this is what you get as a result you listen to Moneyline ESPN 97.5 ESPN 97 5 You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Andrew Luck, what did I do to you? You, you, you could have retired an hour and a half ago before I picked you in my fantasy picks. I mean, what did I do, man? I've been a fan of yours. Why would you do this to me? Come out of retirement. I'm just saying. Welcome back to Moneyline, and that is the voice of one guy you don't want to make mad, O.J. Simpson. Great guy. Yeah. (laughs) Had drafted Andrew Luck before the news, and I know a lot of you probably are listening out there saying, my draft was yesterday, and I drafted him, or I draft T.Y. Hilton, and now you're thinking, what do I do now? So welcome back to Moneyline, 713-780-3776, at Moneyline97.5 is where you can find us on Twitter. At Podcast Arenas, where you can go back and listen to anything you might miss, any kind of bets, any kind of the bookie busters. They'll also be on Sports Map as well as the Mock My Mock, which we'll get into some during this show. Yeah, no doubt about it. And also follow the ESPN Houston Facebook page. It's, Do it. It is the best funny videos, viral content, all things Texans, Astros, Rockets. It's Look, it's terrific. 145,000 followers to that page. So if, if you aren't following it, you're one of the few, man. Great page. Has all of our sports map content. It's the best of the best content that we do at the station. We put on that Facebook page. Go check it out. Give it a follow. You won't be disappointed. And I wanted to get to something Adam Schefter was talking about in regards to Andrew Luck shocking the world and retiring. Like, we forget there were other ones. Jim Brown retired at 29. Led the NFL in rushing and rushing TDs in his final season. Barry Sanders at 31. He was second in the NFL in all-time rushing when he retired. Megatron, right? Calvin Johnson was 30. He had Huge. over 1,200 yards in his final season. So Patrick Willis? Yeah, that's another good one, too. So, you know, and Luck was 29. And, you know, he had a really nice year last year. So we have seen this before. We just, you know, we kind of forget about that stuff. I think Megatron was the one that really surprised me. But he was another guy. It was that nagging ankle injury for years. That and finally, the Lions yeah. will do it to you, though, too. Man, but boy, that's a good Barry, point, right? At the end of the day, yeah. Barry Sanders. That's, I mean, that was one of the biggest news ever. And people for years kept saying, just bring Barry back. His legs are still young. Yeah. And we kind of expected it with him. And I was thinking Calvin Johnson might come back, too. But once you lose that much and you just have those nagging injuries that it, it takes the toll on you. But 
you know, with luck, we figured maybe he'd push through, right? Because I would you have been shocked if they were in the AFC Championship game this year? I'm telling you, I had my tickets. Yeah. I had a bunch of tickets with at twelve to one fifty. Actually, I had them at fifteen to one. Now I see they were at twelve to one, but I I was all over them. I was all over the futures. Now the Andrew Luck MVP futures that I was on, those will be refunded. I've I've already checked, but as That's far good. as my futures. They don't. They don't have no love for me. The books are over there laughing their ways to the bank because that was one of the most bet teams. That the Bears. We've heard that a lot this off season. Bears bets are getting taken on futures markets. But unfortunately for people like me that had the Colts at fifteen to one, now they're thirty to one. But my ticket doesn't change as far as what it's printed on that paper, and that's a chance that you have to take. But you never expect that. Andrew Luck was going to retire, not no. that. But then I was already getting a little scared as far as as the injury and knowing that he wasn't going to start the year. But at the end, I wasn't worried about that. I was more than confident that Brissett could hold it down as far as, again, he, he's a he's he's a serviceable back. And I hate to see even say he's serviceable. He's, he's a good backup. Backup. Yeah. He is. And, you know, he's going to get his chance, right? This is his time to shine. And what is surprising to me is that Schefter's reporting that Boy, you talk about the bookies not having any love for you. The Colts obviously have some love for Andrew Luck. They could recoup twenty, almost $25 million from him, but they have reached a financial settlement with Luck in which they will not take back any of the money they are owed. Well, That's incredible. $25 million almost? And yet the fans were still booing them, but yeah. the organization that actually pays them is still going to hold up their side of the end and, and, and do it how it should. Or... I guess how it should be, man. But at the end of the day, it's tough to see these fans boom. It is. But, you know, think of it if you're a fan, though. Like, you're coming into this year like, man, we had a good year last year. It's looking up this year. You know, we're going to be even better. And you're getting all excited. And then, literally, it's week three of the preseason. This is when you see the closest thing to NFL football, right, if you're a fan. And that day they drop this news on you that – you know, maybe you expect like, oh, he's going to miss half the season or maybe, you know, maybe he's going to miss the whole year, but that he's retiring at 29 years old. Like nobody saw that. coming. It's so sketchy though, all the way around though, because he was on that sideline and supposedly they didn't want the news to break till today. He was going to break it today to his teammates. And then it, you know how it is now. Nothing can stay safe. So he's on the sideline and all of a sudden the fans are hearing it. So it's time to get out of here before the tomatoes come out. <laughs> no but doubt. if you really want to, it's a cause and effect. Words coming out that the Colts knew this months back, and they've been basically trying to convince him. This has been a convincing phase, and that's why they've put so much emphasis on plugging in Brissett and saying, hey, this is your squad for right now, and that's why they did things that way because it was more of a convincing phase. So at the end of the day, if the fans want to be mad, it's more about as far as timing-wise. I'm yeah. not going to say, hey, as a fan, I can't tell you as a Colts fan not to be mad. or Mad might be the bad word. Disappointed. Yeah. Uh, heartbroken. Let's use that because at the end of the day, that was one of the good guys in football that actually went out there and he he obviously kept getting hurt again not going out there 100 percent. remember he was just barely throwing tennis balls going into last year's season yeah and that's what people were saying he's he's throwing tennis balls i guess he's gonna come back and he wasn't even a, remember he didn't even throw a hell mary in the game that they needed to they went out there and ran out the other quarterback something was always wrong and this is what happens it's a cause and effect it is, and you brought up a really good point about their old GM Grixon. He just didn't do enough to protect Luck, right? He was taking tons of hits, and he waited too long. They finally addressed the offensive line in the last couple of years, and now they have one of the best offensive lines. But it's too late. And He's the Texans, retiring. And, and the yeah, Texans. It's a cautionary tale for the Texans. You know, 
thank goodness they went out and got some offensive linemen early in the draft. They knew it was a problem with Deshaun and him, you know, having to take the bus to Jacksonville last year and him getting hit so much. They addressed it. They brought in some free agents. They drafted some rookies. Hopefully the Texans caught this on the early side, right? Hopefully they've, they go, they'll get this taken care of. They'll protect Deshaun now that he's still on his first rookie contract and you know he has his whole future ahead of him. Hopefully what they did is going to protect Deshaun. He'll be okay going forward. He won't have another season where he leads the league and hits. Hopefully they figured out they learned from the Colts' mistake. So hopefully that's going to be the case. And I keep saying hopefully because I don't know what's, if these offensive linemen are going to work out. You know, they're rookies. No, that's a you big know? hope. Yeah. Hope is strong. It's Hope is pretty positive saying it like that. Yeah. Like, this way you're wishing. Yes. It's more of a wish than a hope. And Khalil, the, you know, the one veteran you bring in, he's he's missing time already because of injuries. And what was the knock on him? Injuries. And we're already seeing it, and the season hadn't even started yet. And you remember, don't, don't, don't forget that, that injury that Watson had in the middle of the year yeah. in that Cowboys game. And not to say that that necessarily was offensive line because he was making a play. He was doing too much. Yeah. And you said after that, please don't be taking those kind of hits but at the end of the day that offensive line uh, it, it, it asked him to do too much it asked him to have to create it asked him to to when the play breaks down to have to make something happen and that's what you see here and and that, that should be a direct the, the people someone that it's directly in your division and you see what's going on with Andrew Luck that should be the red flag right there and say we have got to invest yes we should invest all the way around Luck and everything else will play, uh, will play its role like they have DeAndre Hopkins in place they have that at least there. Yes. Get this offensive line going. They need to. And that helps with the running game too, right? A good offensive line. And I would just like to say from a fantasy football perspective, last year everybody thinking Le'Veon Bell was going to show up and he never did. And then everybody drafting Luck thinking he was going to be okay this year. And you're thinking, hey, man, I'm getting great value on Andrew Luck. I can get him late in the mid-rounds because, you know, this is value. Everybody's sleeping on him. But no, if you drafted already like OJ did – he already killed your fantasy team. You know, you're going to, at least it's quarterback. You can go pick somebody up that'll be decent for you. But, you know, everybody's sitting around talking about Zeke Elliott and Melvin Gordon right now. This shows you what can happen. Some, if somebody's risky, there's a reason they're risky. Now, I don't expect any of those guys are going to up and retire, but it's not crazy to think that they may just sit out. I think Zeke will be back, but I think Melvin Gordon's in it for the long haul. So be careful with your fantasy drafts. These guys are values because there is inherent risk in drafting them. I agree with you as far as the Zeke timeline and yeah. also the uh, the Gordon, but... Jerry Jones always gets it done in that he first does. week of September, that holiday weekend. He always comes up with something. But we'll get into Zeke turning down an offer already yeah. that's on the table. And do you agree? Because it seemed pretty – the value was there for me as far as what he's done off the field. At this point, you can't – if he was just an all-around – we know what he is on the field. But sure. those off-the-field scares – and Jerry Jones has always been an advocate of, of, of Zeke. But – he did it, I think, thinking, hey, man, you're with me. Like, I got your back. You're going to have my back when it comes back to – when it comes down to negotiations yeah. and team-friendly things and whatever the case may be for this organization. Like, you got to have my back, Zeke. And Zeke went to show that there's no there's no love in this. This is business. No doubt. No, this is business. And now Jerry Jones, he's, I guarantee he's going to be reluctant to stick out his neck because he went to the – he went to war for Zeke. And then for Zeke to turn around and do this and say, man, I'm a chilling Cabo. I'm out here with Marshall Falk. 
and I mean, look at what happened with the Rams when they locked up Gurley with that huge contract. You think they're regretting that right now with that that bum knee? Yeah. You know they are. Arthritis on the, in the knee at that early of age. That's not what you want to hear. No. But what I like to hear is that Oasis. That's what I like to hear. You know Trey's of all time. You know Trey's in charge of we're jamming Oasis on a Sunday morning. Thanks for joining us. We're about to come back with this one right here. We have. Let me take you to right now to around the world. Germany's kicking off in five minutes. Hertha Berlin, Wolfsburg play over three in Germany. Berlin, Wolfsburg kicking off in the next five minutes. Play the over three, and we're going to celebrate together here on Moneyline ESPN 97.5.